0: From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. Hi, hello, and welcome back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast today. You can... Find the podcast all over the place, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find it right there on the front page of the WDBO app and WDBO.com. And I invite you to join me every single weekday for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m., On WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, former Governor Nikki Haley is vowing to continue to fight on in the GOP presidential race. As a matter of fact, she reportedly has nearly a dozen fundraisers scheduled between now and the South Carolina primary. Is this a ruse or is it for real? Doesn't look like she's getting out anytime soon, folks. As a matter of fact, I just read this morning that on January 30th in New York City, a bunch of billionaires are going to co-host an event for Haley. In early February, Silicon Valley mogul Tim Draper will be hosting Haley there in California. On February 15th, she's also slated to have an event in Dallas with real estate tycoon Harlan Crow. She's got fundraisers scheduled for South Carolina, for Houston. Texas, San Antonio, Texas, as well. So it certainly appears that Nikki Haley is going to continue on, despite what the polls are saying about Donald Trump's dominance and the first two political contests of the year in Iowa and New Hampshire, where she finished in third and in second place, respectively. Now, US Representative Kat Camac earlier this week spent a few days up there in New Hampshire taking the temperature of voters up there. And I chat with Kat now here on the Inez says podcast. I know you were in New Hampshire for the primary earlier this week, other than thawing out over the last few days. What's your take on Donald Trump's 11-point victory over Nikki Haley here, Kat?
1: What is this ten degree weather that these folks up north live in? How do they do it? I don't know. No idea. But, uh, it's good to be back in the Sunshine State. It was honestly one of the most remarkable experiences getting to see their primary process in New Hampshire. Incredibly high turnout. You know, they they give all the schools the day off. You know, kids are out of school, and I saw so many parents. I went to many polling locations. Saw parents bringing their kids with them. Um, you know, showing them the process. So many people were volunteering, young, old, everyone in between. It was really uh, quite uh, an eye-opening experience. But, you know, the thing that was interesting about New Hampshire is that unaffiliated voters can vote in a Republican primary or a Democrat primary, whichever they choose. They can't vote in both, but they have to pick which one they're going to vote in. And in Nikki Haley's case, 7 out of 10 of the voters for Nikki Haley were unaffiliated. And when you look at the numbers and how it kind of broke down, President Trump had a resounding win in November in New Hampshire, but when you look at what that means for the general election, it shows that we have work to do with earning the support of the the independents and the moderates. And so, I feel like the primary election is pretty much over at this point and we should be turning our attention into the general and the base has been motivated they're excited now it's time to start going out and earning the votes of those in the middle
0: well Nikki Haley contends that she's in it for the long haul here she's headed to South Carolina beyond at least that's what she says it's certainly her prerogative to do so here Kat but if you read the polls and read the room I mean that this is going to be an uphill battle to say the least for her
1: absolutely I mean when you have your own home state senators Uh, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, both endorsing President Trump. You know, one of my colleagues, Representative Nancy Mace, who um, was very anti-Trump, you know, just a year ago. Um, She comes out and supports President Trump. And, you know, Nikki Haley campaigned with her. I mean, I think that really speaks volumes when you are going into your own home state of South Carolina, if you're Nikki Haley and, and you're seeing wow, all the people that you know were supposed to be my home state folks, they're not there for me. Talk about reading the room. Certainly, this is America. She has the absolute right and prerogative to continue her campaign, and only she can make that decision. But I think knowing what's at stake come November, knowing all the issues that we now have in the country as a result of Joe Biden and his horrific policies, we have to get serious about making sure that there is nothing left to chance come november that we have talked to every voter possible we have laid out a plan and a set of policies that will empower every american And I think we can only do that if we're united as Republicans and looking ahead.
0: The knock on Donald Trump is that while he's extremely popular with the Republican base, that he can be polarizing with those independents and the moderates that you were just talking about, that you you talked with, uh, I'm sure, many times up in New Hampshire while you were there. How does Donald Trump, if in fact he wins the nomination, which the polls say he will, how does he attract those moderates and independents? Is it through his running mate pick? Is it through something else? Like how how does he appeal to those moderates and independents that you saw up in, in the granite state there?
1: You know, it's interesting, Scott. Um, You know, New Hampshire is known as the live free or die state. You know, the Granite Staters are, are fiercely independent, very actively engaged. And so in talking with folks, whether it was, you know, at a gas station or at a polling location or, you know, at a restaurant, wherever I was, you run into people who are Democrats, independents, Republicans. And I even had Democrats telling me, like, you know, things have gotten so bad with, with homelessness and crime and, you know, this open border is just insane. I, I would take a $1.98 gallon of gas and a mean tweet any day. You know, and that's a, a Democrat saying that. Yeah. And so I think while a lot of people, particularly those in the middle, are a bit shy or a bit, you know, resistant to some of the rhetoric um, from, from the Trump campaign, at the end of the day, they're going to vote for what's best for their family and the country. And the issues around the kitchen table are the ones where Donald Trump shines. That's when people remember just, you know, the four years, not too long ago, that we had gallons of gas that were under $2, that we had a secure border, that we were getting a handle on crime. We were experiencing tremendous economic growth. There were no global wars, you know, about to pop off. And so, I think people remember that, and for some people, they just they they think that the personality issues are bigger than the economic issues. I think that'll change because people know we cannot sustain the path that we are on currently, and so I I think people will get over it. And to your point, Scott, the whole purpose when you're in the the presidential politics is. To find a good counterbalance. So for all the talk of having someone um, who's very much in the same lane as Donald Trump as far as the rhetoric and the, the style, tone, tenor positions um, for a VP, unlikely. I think you will find um, a pick that really is a good counterbalance and targets one of the demographics that we know we have to, to go after. So whether that's someone a little bit younger, maybe it's a woman, I think that is what we're going to see is really a good counterbalance in the VP slot.
0: How about Kat Camack is vice president of the United States? It has a nice ring to it. <laughs>
1: Why would you do that? I'm not a bulletin for punishment, but
0: not that much. (laughs) I got you. You know, you mentioned the kitchen table topics earlier. I mean, the southern border, it is an absolute mess right now. Thousands continue to pour over the border each and every day. The White House is blaming you guys, you Republicans in Congress. What say you about Joe Biden's blame game here?
1: Gosh, I, I'm not going to make you use the dumb button um, this early in the morning, but that's horse crap. Um, I cleaned that up for you. Thank you. We have been pushing for border security for the entire time that I've been in office. You know, the open border policies of Joe Biden have resulted in the worst border crisis, humanitarian crisis, um, national security crisis that we've seen, at least in my lifetime. And I was born in 1988 as a point of reference. So you, you think about how our communities are being impacted. You know, I'm in Ocala right now, and it wasn't but a few months ago that they found bricks of fentanyl with the stamp of border cartels on them that were smuggled across the border. And, you know, with the intention of being distributed throughout Ocala, Orlando, Gainesville, you know, that to me is point blank why Border security is so imperative because every town in America is now a border town as a result. And you see the strain on health care, education, general services in our communities as a result. Very, very dangerous. Not to mention the over thousand of the individuals on the international terrorist watch list that have been apprehended and then subsequently released into the United States it's dangerous. And it's not a matter of if, but when we see a terrorist attack as a result of the open border
0: crisis. Well, it's interesting because the number one issue for folks in Iowa and in New Hampshire was the southern border. So to your point, every state is a border state right now. Thanks to U.S. Representative Kat Kamak, She represents Florida's third congressional district, U.S. Representative Kat Kamek. Thanks for joining me here on the Inez Says Podcast. Join me on the radio. I'm on the radio every single weekday. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and a.m. 580. I'll see you next time. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code program.